just sitting here now, I was thinking about uh, another way, actually, of <coughs> looking at it. Another way of uh, maybe understanding this, this, these words. Have you come here to die? There is some kind of a, like a legend or that uh, some senior monks in Thailand would ask this question, uh, young monks, when they come to the monastery to practice, they would say, have you come here to die? Meaning, are you serious about what you about to do? Would you be willing to put effort, a lot of effort in it? Because often it is when we encounter difficulties, we back up. We may be inspired to do something, and then when it becomes uncomfortable, we give up. If you aspire for something valuable, it's not uh, it's not something that comes just by itself, is it? It's something you need to make effort and uh, maybe suffer for. We are all quite familiar with the situations when uh, perhaps we want something, but then uh, it turns out that uh, we have to work for it, endure, suffer. Then uh, that thing, or that idea of ours, is not all that attractive anymore. And uh, life being a most precious thing for most people symbolizes are you willing to surrender even the most precious what you have for this uh, for this idea for this goal for the enlightenment It's a bit of a kind of a military way of looking at it, where the victory is first, and uh, there is no victory without sacrifice. Kind of a You can say manly way of looking at practice. Remember, Buddha was from a warrior caste. 
and the warriors are taught to endure pain and sacrifice for the victory. Even in his uh, recollection of uh, his uh, practice, he would say he came to a point where he determined that this uh, body dry out, wither away. I will not move from this place until. I reach enlightenment or the victory, let's say. It's an inspiring uh, idea. And uh, so when this question can be asked, have you come here to die, it can be also seen, are you serious about your practice? It's not something that uh, adds very much to my talk, really. It's just uh, just a thought that I had when sitting here. Because if you if you are mindless, you can sacrifice and not have a victory. Perhaps you will learn something from it. Anyway, would you like to ask me something? Or if you have your own thoughts on how to interpret this line, what kind of uh, line of thinking it inspires in you? I have a question. Um, about mindfulness and this uh, happiness and unhappiness. If, for example, I have some kind of happiness and it's about excitement and something people usually looking for, and if I bring mindfulness there, it's kind of diminishes. So by itself, it's not like I try to deny it or try to do something with it, but if I'm more mindful, this excitement goes out by itself. Um, and uh, usually we, we used to look for this kind of happiness, for some kind of excitement. And is it just an old habit that uh, we will go away with the practice, so it will be kind of more peaceful, and uh, this peace will be more, has more value than this excitement, because it seems that sometimes uh, mind is looking for this uh, source of uh, excitement and happiness. 
because like that what I was looking for like during my life and is it go away just by itself if I apply practice or and is it right in any way that uh, if I mindful about this happiness that it's kind of not so happy anymore yeah that's the nature of uh, excitement it's uh comes down when we are you see when we are mindful of something we're not adding fuel to whatever we experience and uh, so the then the passion subsides sometimes we may having this idea that we shouldn't that passion is bad or excitement is bad we may have this subtle negativity towards this and then wish it away we want to wish it goes away and uh, if we have this then we don't really learn our lesson because uh, We just uh, kind of put it aside, keep putting it aside. If something comes back, if... Uh, excitement about something comes back it means that we see uh, attractiveness we want to experience that uh, sensation or thing if we are truly dispassionate about something then uh, the interest doesn't come back transcendence means uh, you grow out of it it's no longer interesting i'm not saying what you're doing is wrong because uh, Certainly, it's uh, it's good to practice uh, a degree of uh, control over our emotions and uh, uh, experience. You can say, we have to teach ourselves we should uh, listen to instructions and uh, teachings and uh, think about it apply it but uh, remember that uh, we are the ones who learn 
So don't take my words or anybody else's words as true until you actually have uh, proven it to yourself. Until you have experienced uh, say wisdom. I have a, I like that image of, uh, I think it's in scriptures, of uh, children being building a sand castle. Probably everyone knows what sand castle is. When you are about five years old, you are sitting on a beach, a sand beach, and you are building a sand castle. And you are really... Uh, interested and uh, attached to it. You want it uh, in a particular way and if something happens to it, someone tries to destroy it or something, you become really uh, passionate about it. It can cause you become angry or whatever. And then you lose interest in it. And you don't care. You just walk off. What happened? The value of that castle suddenly turned into zero for you. You're not interested in it. The castle is still there and it's still the same as before. The thing hasn't changed. But uh, you don't find interest. Even if you were trying to produce some kind of interest to it, it just doesn't doesn't uh, appear. I'm sure everyone is familiar with that sort of a feeling when we look at something with a uh, having lost interest to it. It becomes uh, of no value to us. It doesn't produce any excitement. And it's not like we have killed something. We have killed that interest or uh, passion about that thing. We have transcended it. Again, transcendence is not an act of will. It's not something that we do. It's a result of mindfulness. Realizing the true nature of Phenomena. True nature of phenomena is uh, impermanent, stressful, and non-self. 
if we were to try to behave as if we are not uh, passionate, we are denying passion to ourselves. It means we are actually fueling it, we are keeping it alive. We are building walls and uh, become less alive by not trying to feel. We are sliding into extreme of uh, self-mortification. But only you can know whether you actually do that or not. What's your attitude? What's your attitude to practice? How you understand practice? Don't be afraid of uh, going into extremes because uh, they will teach you. Don't be afraid of suffering. Interesting, isn't it? We come to practice because we want to be free from suffering, but we have to suffer. We have to open to suffering. We have to be ready to experience it, to learn from it. If we were trying to escape, avoid suffering, we would be as if we are dead, heedless. Being mindful means uh, opening to whatever is. And uh, life is uh, stressful. There is passion, there is uh, stress. This is what we learn from. And uh, this is what we transcend. So then the question is, what do I do? Am I doing right? As long as your intention is to to accept what you experience, to be honest with yourself, you are doing all right. I hope this is helpful. More questions? Reflections? Thank you, Ajahn, for your insightful comments and uh, 
I'm sure we all benefit from it. One thing occurs to me that very often people come to church, to a mosque, to a synagogue, to a church, and they expect to find an answer to their problems. Uh, and one vicar told, told me about this. He said, people often complain to me that I pray to God and he didn't answer my prayer. And he said, yes, he did. He always answers prayers. You might not like the answer. So I wonder whether it is the answer to our dilemma is that we are taking life too seriously. and We're not having a sense of humor. And very frequently not saying to ourselves, I don't know. I think I know a bit more, but I still don't know for certain. I So, beliefs and opinions are something which people had certainly before Buddhism, certainly before all, uh, all religions. And clinging to these beliefs and opinions of how they know how things work and how we know about the origin of the universe and about how the body works. Do you think that it's, it's lack of humility that we have and in a way we could just by saying I don't know and when we wake up in the morning saying, how wonderful, I've woken up, it's another day, 85 years, and another day, wonderful. So, how do you feel about that attitude? You have to be 85 to have it. We, the younger ones, are still struggling. <laughs> every age, every person have the have their uh, attitudes and uh, have their place, have their wishes and uh, think of a being as a process. So it's natural for a five years old to to be in a certain way and to be different when they are 25 and different again at 85 because it's a process. It's not a fixed thing. 
Nobody is a fixed entity. Life is, uh, is not static. Life is a movement. It's a process. And uh, this is life. There's nothing personal in it. We can feel it personal. We can try to fix ourselves and this is me and this is my uh, beliefs and attitudes. And but that would be like trying to catch a smoke or something. I remember reading that uh, in the medieval times they were trying to catch light in a box so that they can take it to, they can use it at night, open it in the evening and uh, read a book or something. So when you realize that it's not something that you can uh, stop or fix, or, then you can actually start somehow uh, practice with it. And uh, wisdom and uh, Gratitude for another day is a result of practice. Result of growing up. Practice of mindfulness. Perhaps if we all lived in a kind of individual bubble, then we would learn in some different way, in some very strange, kind of, come to very strange ideas. But fortunately we can learn from each other, and much faster. by listening and uh, reflecting, trying out what we have heard. I remember growing up, like you talking about praying to God. I remember believing that people pray for something, to get something. Like children go to father and say, give me this, give me that. And um, I haven't prayed, never, never prayed myself, but uh, as a child. But then later I heard that uh, people should be praying, thinking, just expressing their gratitude for what they have. And I thought, uh, 
I was already practicing as a Buddhist. And I thought how much difference it would make to, to one's heart if uh, one is praying in gratitude rather than asking for something. But if I didn't hear that, I wouldn't think of it. So this, uh, this is something we can do to each other, we can share. So thank you for sharing. Somehow I feel that uh, after my talks everyone is kind of sober and uh, slightly depressed. <laughs> I hope it's not the case. I just want to ask, sometimes people said uh, one mind can kill another mind, what that really means, and uh, what exactly means the death, death in the monastery. I mean, sometimes I got confused. One mind can what? Can kill another mind. Can cure? Kill. Kill? Yeah. Mind can kill another mind? Yes. What that mean? I exactly. Know. I don't know. Because I did have once here to Dhamma talk, so... Mm. When you talk about uh, counting one straight to die, then I just think about that sort of <laughs> thing. Mm. And then someone say the killing energy very strong in that place. And like, I just feel very strange. Mm. Well, people can uh, cause each other great grief, you know, by saying and doing things. But uh, I never actually heard a mind uh, killing another mind that can be interpreted in many ways. Often they say, or they talk about uh, Mind seeing the mind. It's something different, but uh, it's something that is uh, considered probably to be something quite uh, advanced in uh, practice. Mind seeing mind, or watching mind. To me, that's just a mindfulness, really. Being aware of uh, of mind, like uh, what's happening with the, with the heart, like chitta is the heart. Our emotional side. And uh, awareness or consciousness is... Uh, 
is not uh, is not personal. It's not a uh, it's not me or kind of my thing or it's not something I do. And so no matter what happens, awareness is not uh, disturbed by that. No matter what ups and downs we may experience, no matter what uh, passion or sorrow, depression we may experience. Like mirror is not uh, uh, made dirty by reflecting dirt. Like the sky is not uh, uh, affected by the clouds whether they are going across. So consciousness or awareness is not uh, affected by what's actually happening on a physical or emotional level. So when we realize that, when we uh, see that, we know that we can endure everything. In fact, there is no need to endure. There is no need to uh, kind of carry anything. We can allow to exist whatever whatever comes grief and sorrow love and hate but that won't uh, uh, happen until until you notice that uh, that actually there is, there is no need to, that uh, just being aware is, uh, is really what all there is, really. I believe it comes with practice. Once we start uh, uh, allowing ourselves to experience, what we don't want to experience, because that's what we usually do. We close ourselves from suffering. We don't want to feel it. We fear it. We try to avoid it. And uh, it's natural for us to move away from rain or fire, angry people or smelly toilet. But uh, the most uh, stressful things are happening not uh, through senses, what we see and smell, but uh, what we experience in our mind. This is most stressful. So when we are able to, to open to it, and we can see that it just uh, it doesn't affect us. It just yes, physically we can feel it as a stress, but uh, actually 
there is nothing that happens to so-called me. Then we realize this is the way, this is the, the only way really, to open to it, experience it. Feel, it may feel like uh, mind is watching mind, but perhaps I would say it's, uh, it's awareness itself as a sort of a phenomenon, you could say. Realize this is what awareness is. This is, this is all there is, really. And I don't want to make it sound like some kind of a special attainment. It's, uh, I believe it's something that, uh, you know, we could just uh, have a good heart and uh, trust Trust yourself. Let's give an opportunity to somebody to say something, and uh, if not, then you can have another cup of tea. Yeah. Mariana. Thank you very much for your. Um interesting team and I was um, interested in very personal level because before I knew that place and I as many people recognize I'm very lucky to <laughs> live nearby the monastery uh, I know the team is not only appointing to the monastery are we coming today <laughs> because you're opening really was very, very straightforward that we are born to die. Um, I felt I die, I'm dying uh, by not knowing that there is a monastery around. <laughs> so since I knew about this monastery, I um, felt much more revived in my personal circumstances because I was suffering from something. 
And I do, um, my question is actually from your personal experience, did uh, this theme cross your mind? Since you renounced to be a monk, mm -hmm. was it in your mind? To come here today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, I, I came here to learn. Good, thank you very much. <laughs> Because I, I came for the same reason, <laughs> and I went. Uh, think sharing experiences is very important from a personal hand, uh, level. Thank you. I realized that uh, trying to learn about myself, about meditation, trying to practice somehow. Living as a you know lay person working and all that would be difficult. I thought I need a place where I can be carefree and uh, have uh, enough time for myself, kind of uh, walking in the woods and uh, think about life. So monastery was a. a Obvious option, so that's why I came. So my wish became true. Um, You do change over time. So, habits die. And uh, sometimes it does feel like uh, I don't want to say you're kind of dying or something, but uh, You think of yourself back and uh, in some ways you are the same, in some ways you are very different. Over the years I have experienced some quite uh, emotional uh, moments of uh, really high and really low. Some of them I, I understood, some of them I didn't understand. And I'm not quite sure what it was even now, like thinking back. What I have learned over time is that uh, I don't want to close... Uh, uh, myself to to something whatever whatever there is I don't want to be afraid of anything
I don't want to uh, be somehow dishonest or pretend. And uh, I want to live uh, so that I can respect myself. It's important to me. Not as a person, but it's a, it's a good feeling of uh, not being uh, somehow ashamed or embarrassed. I'm not saying I don't regret anything. There's plenty of things I have done, I've seen. Anyway, that's the. If you want to be personal, this is this is my personal answer. All right. All right, so you're welcome to whatever is there on the server. And uh, thank you for listening. There is a question here. No. Someone lost a set of keys. Are they car keys or what? Okay. House key, all right. Last scene was in the temple at 12 p.m. at noon. If anyone sees, please leave them on top of the server in the sala. All right. Kunya, you, you can't get go home now. Okay. Well, let's uh, see. Ah, okay. Yeah, if someone finds keys in the temple or anywhere else, please bring them here on the server. Thank you all very much and uh, have a good practice and uh, uh, wish you all the best. <laughs>